They also have the sickest sauce. It's called mustard truffle. Man, I don't know if you've ever had truffle, but truffle is probably the best thing I've ever had in my life. And adding on top of that mustard, which is my favorite condiment, it, it sucks your dick. It thing is the best thing you've ever had in your life. Uh, visit mikesbbqrubmtl.com and use hot sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Alex is laughing. Um, that's it, man. So mikesbbqrubmtl.com, use hot sauce 10 for 10% off. Don't forget to rub your meat, boys. Today's a special episode, Weekly Sauce, episode 31. Uh, we're joined by my uh, colleague, Alex the Intern. How's it going, buddy? Oh, man, you can just fucking kill me with that <laughs> bet. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going. I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm really happy we finally have a MMA fighter on, the, on our show today. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited, man. Me too, man. So we're, we're blessed. We have Emanuele, Machiavelli, Adzo. Uh, is that your nickname? You change it? I mean, you know, MMA fighters change their nicknames. I changed it. My nickname now is Maximo. Maximo. But that thing, that's my my fight name, but that's actually my real name. You know, like, my full name is Emanuele Maximo Adzo. Oh, cool. So figured, you know, fuck it, I'm going to change it, my my nickname, to just my real name. So when I'm fighting and they're, promote, they're saying my name, it's just me, you know what I'm saying? You don't so, have, like, like, an alter ego. No, it's just me. <laughs> and, like, Maximo, or uh, um, Machiavelli, it rhymed with Emanuele, but I felt like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go with Maximo. I feel like it's a, it's a doper name. I think it's a good choice, man. What made you get into MMA? You're 26 years old. Uh, you're Now you're 2-1 professionally. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, yeah, I always felt like um, my whole life that uh, I'd be some type of fighter, some type of martial artist. Um when I was a kid, I just watched, watched Dragon Ball Z and, uh, you know, different fight movies, different Bruce Lee movies. But, uh, you know, then growing up, I get into these little altercations, you know, in the neighborhood. So I, I wanted to get really good at fighting. And uh, I forgot all about, you know, fighting martial arts, all that shit <clears throat> for a period of time. And then when I was um, in high, I was in eighth grade. I got, well, when I was in middle school, me and my brother and his friends would go and we'd have these backyard, we'd have these backyard fights, boxing matches. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, I was the smallest one because they were like four years older than me. So, you know, I took a couple L's and uh, I was, I became obsessed. You know, I started getting, getting obsessed. I was like, all right, I need to figure out how to fucking beat these guys. I need to figure it out. You know, so I went on YouTube. And started looking up uh, Muhammad Ali videos and his highlights and different boxing techniques. And I'd go in the basement and I'd practice and I'd just sit there practice for hours. But then uh, eighth grade comes, you know, I'm kind of known for fighting and stuff like that. And uh, I have uh, my first real fight, my first real MMA fight. And uh, this kid calls me up. He's a, he's a junior. And I'm going in, about to be a freshman. He calls me up and he's like, uh, yeah, let's have a fight or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so I'm going into high school. It's my first, like, high school experience. 
and we have a fight. And he was a wrestler, uh, like uh, he was a state qualifying wrestler, one of the best wrestlers on the team, varsity, all this stuff. So uh, we have a fight. He ends up taking me down, you know, throwing me around, uh, getting me in mount, ground and pounding me. And then from that moment on, I've been obsessed, like 100,000% obsessed, you know. I, I got up from the ground that day, and uh, I said, all right, I'm going to figure this shit out. I'm going to learn this shit because I didn't like how it felt to uh, have someone kind of be able to do what they want to, you know. And uh, I was like a fish out of water. I had no idea how to wrestle, you know. So uh, that really made me obsessed, and that day, uh, I was laying in bed and uh, like I had like a swollen eye and shit. And I was like little, probably slightly concussed, all fucked up. And uh, I was sitting there like, yeah, I'm going to fucking learn this shit. Just wait, motherfucker. Just fucking wait. And yeah, I mean, this crazy that was uh, when I was 14 or maybe even 13 going to 14. And that moment right there kind of like shaped a whole lot of my life going forward up till now when I'm 26, so yeah, it's been crazy. That year I started wrestling, got my ass whooped in wrestling, you know, because I never wrestled before. Missouri's a major wrestling state, and, uh, but it made me put in more work than a lot of the other guys, other kids, and, um, you know, I just started getting really good. Once I was able to get a car and got my license and started driving, I got a job for the sole purpose of being able to, to fund my training, you know, no other purpose. MMA was the purpose. That's it. But learning how to become a great fighter and become a black belt was the sole purpose in my life. And, uh, you know, um, even before I was able to drive and go to the gym and stuff like that, me and my buddies would, uh, go to my house in the basement, look up YouTube videos and have our own practices and roll around in the backyard. And we continue having these backyard fights. So it kind of like took over, you know, kind of just like, uh, yeah, kind of just became obsessed with it. I think most people who start watching MMA get obsessed with it, you know, and then when you start training it, it's a whole nother thing as well. Cause like a whole nother world opened up. Cause before that experience in my mind, I was like, if I get into a fight, I'm just going to fuck the dude up. I'm just going to, you know, punch him and he's going to go down or whatever. But then you get in a fight and it's like, oh shit. Like, no, there's actually techniques and moves to this, you know? So, yeah, that kind of changed my life. Super grateful for that moment and super grateful for that. It's funny how things play out. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's it's crazy how now, 13 years later, I always feel like guys who are crazy fighters and are good fighters always have an older brother. They probably kick their ass or rough them around or, you know, it's always one of those things yeah. where it's like they had to overcome that at home. So they, they, they have this chip on their shoulder. You still with us, Emmanuel? Yeah. Oh, the list goes on. I mean, um, John Jones, yeah. uh, you know, there's a million, a million, you know, and that's true. You know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, being the smaller guy, being the smaller brother, John Jones, like, the list goes on and on of, uh, like, uh, fighters with older brothers who, uh, you know, kind of, I mean, fighting kind of became natural in a way because I was always fighting, you know, literally always fighting. So, um, and yeah, chip on the shoulder is real as well. The chip, that's actually where I was thinking, I was actually thinking uh, earlier this week, 
And I was thinking about, okay, now I have, uh, let's say, half of the first chapter of my uh, fight career. Because I'm still young in the game. I'm still beginning in this game. And, um, you know, I was thinking like, damn, I want to go back to how I felt when I was 16. You know what I'm saying? Like how I felt. I felt like I didn't know anything in martial arts. So uh, it gave me like a certain amount of fuel and a certain amount of energy that is different than when you're, you know, you've had some accolades, you know, I've had a couple uh, like championships in jujitsu. I've had, uh, you know, American national championships multiple times. I've had, I have a shit ton of medals I can show you, you know, just also at a certain point, you know, when I go to fight, I'm not really scared, you know, to a, I'm like, I fucking fight some of the best guys in the world, you know, on a regular basis. So, but when I was a kid, I was like, uh, terrified in a way, you know, and that energy right there kind of propelled me to another level. And I was listening to Mike Tyson uh, on the podcast, and he was saying when he was fighting, he was like terrified, mm-hmm. terrified, and that made him hit a whole nother level, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to recreate that energy in a way, you know, uh, for my next fight, recreate the chip on the shoulder. You know, recreate all that shit. Like it's the chip's always there. The chip yeah. is always on the ship. But you know, the uh the love of the game, you know, especially though I'm coming off of a loss, my first loss. And uh if you look at my fight career, if you look closely, uh you'll see like I had a fight one week and then I had the fight the next week. Yeah, I saw that. And I had a fight maybe like three weeks before that. So I had like three fights, three pro fights back to back to back to back to back. And the reasoning for that is um, bad management. Of course, you know, obviously I'm, I uh, work very hard, but that, that my loss that I have on my record, that is, uh, I want that back. I, do, I want that one back. And, you know, I feel like no excuses or anything, but, uh, you know, I have a chip on my shoulder going forward, you know, poor management. You just gave me that loss. There's no, there's nothing wrong with having a loss. You know, I look at like McGregor. He actually, at this point in his career, he has, he had the same, uh, same, uh, record as me at this point. Three fights in, he had his first loss. So that was pretty, uh, devastating, you know. Poor management. You know, I just had bad people on my, on my team who were greedy and, uh, didn't really look out for my interests or my career. So, you know, I fired all them, got them out of there. Um, and now I'm in a new in a new uh, new way and a new path, uh, you know, new management. And yeah, you know, so going forward, I'm very excited to see what we can do and what we can make happen. So, so Emmanuel, other than jujitsu, what other martial art do you specialize in? Uh, let's see, jujitsu, wrestling, uh, Muay Thai um boxing uh my after jujitsu my other top thing would be muay thai so your your number one thing is jujitsu right yeah jujitsu you train out you train out of gracie behind costa mesa uh yeah i train out gracie Baja costa mesa before that i trained in uh gracie baja o'fallon gracie baja st louis for years um Who's because I'm I'm Gracie Baja also I'm a brown belt at Gracie Baja here in Montreal, 
Oh, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. Who's your Who's your instructor in uh, at GB in uh, or in St. Louis? Who was St. Louis is uh, Mike, Mike Buckles. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, him. Mike and, Buckles and Steve Mollering. Steve Mollering is a fucking animal. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing uh, jujitsu player and amazing fighter as well. One of the best fighters I've ever seen personally. Um, yeah, uh, Steve Mollering, Mike Buckles in in uh in Costa Mesa, uh, Professor Scott Carr. Scott Carr, he's uh pretty well known in the MMA world. He's worked with a lot of different guys, uh Tito Ortiz, um Gabby Garcia, BJ, he's worked with BJ Penn before. Okay, cool. Um a lot of different fighters he's worked with. So yeah, the he's name really tells good. me something, but I can't put my finger on it. And now in Costa Mesa, who's your professor over there? Per, uh, professor Scott Carr. Scott Carr. Name yeah. tell, see the let's think about Gracie Baez. You hear all the names, so you just can't put faces to it. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you, man. For me, I got into jujitsu after I stopped playing football, and I just wanted to do something, something else, you know. And uh, I got hooked. I was like 23 years old. I puked after the warm ups, and yeah. I was I was hooked after yeah. that. <laughs> and 12 years later, I'm still doing it, you know. And it's that's that's the fun part about jujitsu is that anybody can do it. And if you've, you're a different mind, you have a different mindset as a jiu-jitsu fighter. It's like you're, <clears throat> you've taken a lot of losses on the mats. And oh, yeah. 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 So you're not this, there's no hotheads in jiu-jitsu. Well, I'm sure there is, but for the yeah. most part, there isn't, right? And yeah. you lose, you lose, I've lost tons of times on the mats. I've won tons of times on the mats. And, you know, it, it, it makes you humble and it makes you realize that you're not the only guy out there that can kick your ass and it makes you want to fight harder. And it uh, reminds me of your story. Thousand percent. And that's why jiu-jitsu is so great because, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to get your ass whooped. No matter. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to have weeks where you're going to get mauled. And you're going to have weeks where your techniques feel off or some shit. And uh, if you slip off of your training, it's going to show, you know. So, yeah, that's the thing about jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is uh, very humbling, a thousand percent. It yeah. doesn't matter what belt you are. doesn't matter how good you are, yeah. how good you think you are. You're going to be humbled. A million percent, you're going to be humbled. I remember. And, uh, oh, sorry, go, Alex. And there's no uh, faking it. There's no, uh, you know, like you see, I see certain guys uh, coming to the fight game and uh, they have uh, maybe they were famous already from a reality show or whatever, like CM Punk, whatever, you can't come into this. You can't come in and, like, fake jujitsu. You can put on a black belt and you'll be exposed, you know. you There's no faking it. The, the grind for jujitsu is a very real thing, you know, and it's very humbling and it's, uh, it's beautiful. And I had a question. Where do you see yourself in, like, let's say – in the next year or two, like, like, do you see yourself getting to a, uh, into a, uh, into a promotion like Bellator or, or, uh, yeah. stuff like that? Like, 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 okay. like, where do you see yourself? Next one to two years, I see myself in Bellator. Uh, I see myself in Bellator fighting at 170 or 185 or maybe even both. Um, yeah, I'd love to get into Bellator and I feel like they are doing really good things. I feel like they have a very good, uh, welterweight division and i feel like they have a very good middleweight division on top of that they have some young guys coming up that i feel like uh we can make a lot of noise and uh really be entertaining you know i love 
personally, I'd love to fight Dylan Danish. Like, that's who I want, you know? Uh, I want to say, you know, because, uh, I mean, I like, I, lo- I love the shit talking. I love all that stuff. But uh, just seeing from a jujitsu aspect, I love to have that fight, you know, because for one, I know I could stuff that. I know I could stuff his takedowns. You know, he'd have to pull guard on me. Yeah. And then if he pulled guard, uh, I'm good on the ground, you know. So I mean, I'm keep. I continue getting better, but you know, I see when I see Bellator, I'm like, okay, I want that that Dennis fight. I see like uh, Douglas Sima. He's an amazing fighter. I see uh, Michael Van Page, amazing fighter. Uh, all these guys, they have some beasts over there that I know would elevate myself and bring the best out of me to uh, training for these guys, you know? Like, if I'm on the dot and I have a contract with whoever, you know, the champion Bellator, uh, and they're like, that's going to elevate me. It's going to make me train. It's going to force me to train super, super hard, you know, and give me that motivation. So, I like Bellator. I don't say the UFC later on, but uh yeah, yeah currently i like bellator i like what they're doing i like scott coker yeah. i loved strike force back in the day you know uh bellator is extremely exciting especially now that the ufc has been cutting they're doing all these cuts and they have all these new guys who are coming into bellator it's about to get really exciting i think i feel real I th- exciting i think that that dylan dennis fight makes a lot of sense for you if you do get in there within the next in your next couple of fights getting in there at four and one you know, five and one, whatever it is, and Dylan Dennis at that point might be four and zero, four and one, whatever the case may be. I think now he's three and zero. You guys are both jujitsu guys. Your stand up, we've from what I've seen anyway, your stand up is sharp, man. I, I watching your fights, I thought you were a stand up guy, and then got into jujitsu, and then just killed it. The, like oh, you, no. your boxing is really good. It's really sharp. Uh, and this, this, I may cut you off, but that was back then. Yeah. Now my shit's on another level. That I look at myself back then, and I'm like, I'd fuck myself up because the whole last past year, I've only been working on my stand up. You know, I've been working on my jujitsu, but this whole past year, my my uh, kickboxing and my boxing, I'm working boxing with this guy named Chewy out of Raw Town Boxing in Costa Mesa, and my boxing is getting uh, is getting very good, especially this next month. I'm gonna be sparring a lot of boxing, a lot of Muay Thai. Uh, Tyler Wombles is uh, my Muay Thai instructor, and he really, really brought my kickboxing Muay Thai to the next level. So those fights that you've seen, I'm on another level. Even in my first pro fight, I didn't use any stand-up. You know, I just took the guy straight down. Actually, in all my pro fights, I just take them straight down because a lot of these guys aren't good on the ground, so it's easy. But coming forward, I, I'm looking for knockouts. I'm looking to knock people out. And my game is completely different. My stand-up is much, much better. So I'm very, very excited to show that. I love very that. I love, I love the confidence, you know. And it, it's in a sport where you're by yourself in there. You got you to gotta be number one in here, too. Nobody can be in your kitchen, right? And I think oh, you yeah. have that. And I, like I were talking about Bellator before, and Bellator, I mean, everybody, when you talk about Bellator, it's like, oh, well, it's not the UFC. Well, it isn't the UFC. Two different products. Bellator is a fantastic product. I love watching Bellator fights because it's all guys that are so raw that aren't just into it for um, the fame. You know, like every time I watch a Bellator fight, I'll see a 2-0 guy against a 3-0 guy, and it's an amazing fight. You know, the fights are good because the talent is there. I mean, yeah, the UFC is great. Don't get me wrong. It's what makes us all watch. But eh, I would love to see you kick somebody's head over in Bellator for sure. I mean, Bellator is, is a good dream. 
Bellator is amazing, you know. I see like uh, Aaron Pico, oh, you know, sick. he came, he had a rough, a rough start, but you know that's the thing. The fights in Bellator are no joke. And honestly, you know, even UFC, you know, the guys that they've been signing recently aren't that good Weird, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I seen like these guys come in, and it's almost as if they're signing guys uh, to get them knocked out. You know, and uh, in Bellator, you're always going to see, like, a, a good fight, you know, for the most part. But, yeah, I mean, the guys who are in Bellator are no joke. You know, the guys in Bellator are as good as the guys in UFC. You know, like you see Michael uh, Michael Chandler, he just got signed to UFC. And we're going to – I promise you, he's going to make waves in the UFC. You know, Eddie Al, he was a champion in the UFC. He was a champion in Bellator. Um, you know, Hector Lombard. Strike Force. Strike Force. You know, Hector Lombard. A lot of these guys who were doing well in the UFC were in Strike Force. When Strike Force is basic was basically Bellator, you know. So, yeah, I feel like uh, the marketing machine of the UFC is amazing, and they've really done a great job of promoting themselves. But as far as fighting fighting goes, we all know the fighters know like UFC doesn't have all the best fighters, and a lot of guys who aren't in the UFC are very good as well, you know. Um, you see, like, for example, Conor McGregor, him being the champion in Cage Warriors and then coming over and destroying, you know, going on a, a run, you know, is it's not that the UFC has all the best guys. It's that, uh, real, honestly, in my mind, UFC has most of the, the best guys, I think. Or actually, it's hard to say. They have a good amount of good guys. But the main thing is uh, they just have the machine behind them, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say McGregor is over there in Ireland and the UFC never hears about him. He's going to remain over there in Ireland and we're never going to see how great of a fighter he is, you know? So let's say Habib, for example, let's say he were to stay in Russia. There's guys like Habib and there's guys like McGregor and guys like... All over uh, the place. All over the place, yeah. yeah. That you'll never hear about, that you'll never see. You know, like my coach in St. Louis, his name is Steve Volling, one of the best fighters I've ever seen in my life, period. People don't know don't know about about uh, how good of a fighter that guy is. He only had two fights, you know. So these guys are all over the place, and that's another thing you can't underestimate anybody you fight because you might be thinking, uh, "Oh, I'm going into this fight, blah blah blah." Oh, it's not in the UFC, and then the guy shows up and he's a fucking animal, you know. Like, and that's happened. Uh, you know, like Aaron Pico. Everyone thought he was just gonna run through everybody, but no, there's a lot of good fighters out there, and that's what also I don't give a fuck about anymore. Is like. I wanted to have a like a crazy undefeated uh, run, like you know, like Khabib or like uh, Floyd Mayweather. Whatever. That's what I want. I want like John Jones. I want to be undefeated, have a crazy run like that. But now I have a loss in my record, so I don't give a fuck now. Now I'm going in. I'm doing it for me now. Now I'm going in to have these fights and put on exciting fights and whoop some ass. Uh, even you know, get my ass whooped in a fight and then come back and then just have like some rocky shit. I just want exciting fights, you know, like all I care about. Uh, I also, obviously I want to have uh, exciting fights. I also want to have extremely dominant fights and not take dom- damage. But also now that I have this loss of my re- record, it's kind of freeing in a way. Obviously I don't want to take too many, but it's very uh, freeing. And, you know, shout out to Glaramy De Lima, uh, amazing fighter as well. That was my first, first loss in uh, IBJJF black belt world champion. Uh, you know, and I feel like going in 
to my going into my my the second half of the first chapter of my career, I feel like I've learned so much at this stage that it's really gonna show uh, going forward. So, so, so I had a question. So, who's your favorite mm-hmm. fighter, and which fighter do you compare yourself to? Uh, my favorite fighter is myself, and uh, but when I was younger, That's like currently, answer. my myself. I know it sounds like arrogant or whatever but no no it's it's such a good answer it's such a good answer i love it yeah yeah the thing is in this you have to kind of be obsessed with if you want to hit a high level you have to be obsessed with your technique like i go back and i watch my fights and i watch my training clips over and over and over because i have to get it down and i have to fucking i have to get better i have to get these techniques down i have to be the best i can possibly be but when I was younger, growing up, my favorite fighter was uh, John Jones. John Jones was my favorite fighter because Not anymore. I watched. Oh no! I mean, I still like. Well, no, I'm a, I'm my favorite fighter now. Oh, okay, like yeah. now, I still watch <laughs> John Jones, but I can't I can't look at these guys as like oh they're my favorite fight because it's different uh, now because there's a potential of a fight. I mean, yeah, realistically, maybe not, but there's a potential there. Oh yeah. There's a potential there, and now on top of that, like you know, maybe I'll be training in the tra- same training room with some of these guys. Yeah. So I'm looking at them like they're anything more than me. But I respect all of them. I respect when I'm at my when I'm at home and I'm looking at I need motivation. I watch John Jones. I watch Conor McGregor. I watch Adesanya, and uh, lately Adesanya a lot because he is 185, and also he's African. So. I'm African. Like he actually brings me a lot of uh, motivation, inspiration. But my favorite fighter, I'll say John Jones. Yeah, I'll John say John. Jones. Other than- and Jones, I like yeah. that. I like how you said he's uh, he's undefeated because to me he's undefeated. I mean that loss. Yeah, can- oh, fuck that shit. Uh- yeah, Steve. <laughs> the you know. <laughs> I mean that that was crazy. That doesn't fucking make any sense to me. And it, it, you talk about. I mean, jiu- the thing about jujitsu. I would just to bring it back and. Like, we can talk about favorite guys, but it's like, I remember I was at a tournament one time, and it was a guy that I was watching on YouTube, and he was in my division. And mm-hmm. I was like, and then after, as soon as that day ended, I was like, I can't watch this guy anymore. I didn't fight him. I lost. I lost my second yeah. fight. And I was like, I can't watch this guy anymore because I had this mentality. I was going to, I potentially could have met him in the semifinals, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, that's, it, it kind of changed the way I see it and I see what you I understand completely what you mean it's like when I'm into it like you can appreciate somebody's art and what they do you can appreciate Adesanya and what he's done you can appreciate uh, Joaquin Buckley doing that spinning uh, spinning heel kick you can appreciate mm. this stuff but mm. you're not gonna say, you're not a fan anymore you're in it no not at all yeah. and it, it's funny you bring up Joaquin Buckley as well because Joaquin Buckley you know I'm also taking motivation from him as well because the thing is, he's from the same city as me. Oh, I didn't even we're, know that. The, okay. we're the same age, you know what I'm saying? So I see him going in and doing the spinning back kick. And, uh, you know, I actually, I was getting a little, uh, I was getting a little, uh, a little, let's see. I was getting, I was feeling some type of way. At yeah. some point this year, I was feeling some type of way. I was like, I was with my girl and I was like, damn, like these fucking guys, like, uh, like Kevin Holland, he just had five fights. Like Joaquin Buckley, he's from the same city as me. He just fucked this guy up, like with the spinning back kick. I know that I can go in there and do good with these guys, and 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 like, there's no difference from these guys to me. They're fighters. Like I'm a fighter. Uh, some of these guys I have more experience than. I've been training longer than, 
and I was telling my girl, I'm like, damn, what the fuck? And I was like, I was like getting in my feelings, you know, I was like getting annoyed and getting in my feelings. And, uh, but the thing is, everyone has their time and everything always works out. You know, all this, this past year, I haven't been able to fight, you know, for, from injuries and different things, little road bumps. And, uh, but honestly, it's been great because it's been able to give me a refreshing, uh, it's been able to restart me, refresh me, you know, and uh, everyone's journey in this game is different. You know, it might take 10 years. It might take five. It might take one year. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is uh, loving the game and what you're what you're doing, you know, because one day imagine John Jones, right? Imagine John Jones when he was 21, 22 years old watching if, if Shogun was his favorite fighter. When it's time to, because fighting's so psychological, when it's time to go in there and fight, he might lose just based off of the psychological, like, spell that happens. I believe that, uh, I believe that fighting is more, is all about body language. So you see, like, Conor McGregor, right? When he has a fight and he's doing his thing where he comes out and he opens up his arms and he's like, it's like this guy's like a mythical fucking figure or some yeah. shit and goes crazy. The fighter he's fighting sees that, and he that's all to bring doubt in the fighter he's fighting's mind. So when they start fighting and mixing it up, and he gets hit, the guy gets hit with one hard shot, he starts to believe in his mind. He's like, oh, fuck, this, oh, I can't beat him. And you've seen that with Cowboy. Cowboy got cracked early, and all this shit, all the show beforehand was all to just uh, destroy his mental. I've seen Floyd Mayweather do it. Uh, Muhammad Ali, John Jones. Anytime John Jones fights between rounds, uh, he will raise his hands, even if he got his ass whooped, even if he got his ass whooped. And that's because the the referees or no, the judges will they won't remember everything that happened in the fight. Yeah. But they'll remember raising his hands and they'll remember him not looking tired. So, yeah, I mean, uh, as far as looking up to guys, I can respect them. But, uh, you know, it was kind of like in your field of work, you don't want to really look up to anybody because one day that could be you. And, uh, you know, when you go in and you're competing against them, if you're looking up to them, you're going to beat yourself, you know, because you might believe that you're not good enough. You might believe that uh, this guy has something special when it's not the case. All these guys are normal human beings, just like uh, you and me. You know, it's just a matter of the decisions that they made in their life have put them in that uh, position. And so that's why I don't look up to any fighter. And then I've met some guys, you know, when I was young, coming in this game, when I first moved to California, uh, and I'm like, I'm super excited to meet all these guys. And I meet some of them in their fucking dicks, you know? I meet some of them in their dicks, or I meet some of them in their just like, oh, this guy really isn't, uh, you know, what? No, I don't really vibe with the guy or whatever. So that's also why I don't really look up. Some of these guys are just on their own dick too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some of them really believe that they're like the shit, you know, and then they get destroyed their next fight. And like me, I'm confident. Yeah. I believe in myself. Yeah. But I also understand that, uh, if I don't work hard and if I don't study this game, I can get, I can just get lose, lose my next fight. I can fucking, I can get fucked up in the gym by a white belt. You know, anything can happen. You know, the, being humble is very important. Being humble is very, very important. That's something that has shown this year, has shown me, you know, because uh, at one point in the year or last year, one point in the year, I was injured and I wasn't really able to train the way I wanted to train. And uh, when I came back, 
I was getting my ass whooped. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I like went home, sat in my room. And I just like sat there. I'm just like, all right, it's fucking, it's over. Like, what the fuck? You know, how am I getting fucked up like this? But uh, that's a part of the game. That's part of the journey, you know, uh, being able to figure your stuff out when you're coming back from injuries and uh, different struggles. That's exactly how it is in a fight. And at some point in a fight, I might be injured and I have to have to make it through a fight, still have to win. The lessons I learned from that will carry on. So, yeah, I, it's an interesting game. You have to be very humble. There's like nothing like it. You know, there's so much to learn. There's so much to continue to learn. It never ends. The moment you think that you're really good, uh, you better stay on top of your shit because you're about to get your ass whooped in a second. Like, so you have to be very neutral. And that's why I like about Adesanya is because he kind of, uh, he kind of see, I see that from him, you know, he seems like he's very, uh, he's confident. Yeah. But he remains like humble in a way. Cause you know, his team is, he knows why the reason he's at words that is because of this team and the people who put the effort into him and stuff like that. So yeah. Man, so do you know when's your next fights? Next fight sometime this year. You know, actually, uh, in February, uh, there's in California, California shut down completely. Uh -huh. So, yeah. uh, in February, but they've been doing these underground like backyard fights, you know, and, <laughs> I, <laughs> and the guys who are showing up to them or or fighters, you know, or tough guys, whatever. So, I was thinking in February, I'm gonna go in and have that one as a warm up fight to get me back in the in the swing of things. And then later on in the year, I want to have three fights this year. Have that warm up fight, the, and then I'm gonna have a proper fight. I got to go to Iowa. Or I got to go to Florida. So okay, yeah. I've been talking to Adrian. So, so there's uh, no way of you traveling, and so you're gonna travel to have to fight. I mean, there's other states that are putting on fights. It's just that California isn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I got to go to, uh, got to go to uh, Utah, Florida, or Iowa or Missouri. So there's a couple on the on the on the list right now. My focus is getting my weight down and, uh, yeah, then having that warm-up fight and then going out and doing it, you know, having three fights this year. And hopefully by the end of the year, with the new management and everything, we could be in Bellator, you know. That's the plan. But the first things first is taking every single day step-by-step step and putting in maximum effort every day, eating uh, the right way, you know, eating the right way, running, doing all the shit I need to do every day, every single day, getting the rounds in and then going out and having uh, my next fight. I'm going to say a prediction for my next fight. I predict myself uh, winning by first round knockout <laughs> with, uh, with a head kick. The head kick. You yeah, know what? Kick. Uh, from what I saw, man, it's not, it's not, um, it's, I, I believe it. I see it happening, man. You're, you're a sick fighter. You're you have, you're you're mental. You're you're focused, man. We appreciate it. I mean, this is what the fight game was about, man. We love guys like this. I mean, I know Alex and I appreciate guys that come out and know they're gonna win and uh, they put in the work, man. At the end of the day, it's the work. If you're not taking any days off, you're you'll be fine, man. It just it, you have to want it. And uh, people say it all the time. You don't play fighting, you know, and it's. That's the reality of it, right? You can't play this game. You can't play boxing. Like people talked about Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Realistically, they're decent boxers. But if I look at them, they don't look like a fighter to me. And, mm -hmm. and that's that's the thing is if I look at you, you look like a fighter. I don't look like a fighter. I'm not a fighter. I just do jiu-jitsu twice a week now. And that's what I, my life has become, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, actually, 
as far as like Logan Paul, Jake Paul, uh, I think it's very, very interesting. Those two guys, specifically Jake, because uh, I think, you know, because he's only 23. So and he has everything that he needs to uh, to like hit a high level, you know, so like so I'm watching that very close. I think Jake is going to I think he's going to get in the in the Bellator. So uh, with that, you know, realistically, you know, everyone shits on those guys. But if you look at them, let's say Jake in two years time, if he's staying focused and he's dedicating all his time to training, which he has the money to do. Uh, he could be really good, you know. Two years time, he could be really good. Like Deontay Wilder started when he was uh, 23 or 24, and became world champion. So he started yeah, out of I'm, desperation. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. That's yeah. why I'm saying yeah. that's the same thing. Like Mike Tyson talks about that mm-hmm. desperation, that like fear. That is like a real powerful thing, super yeah. powerful. It's good, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you telling us your story. We'll we'll post this out. We'll share it everywhere. Uh, that was Emanuele Maximo, not Machiavelli, Emanuele Maximo Adzo. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time, buddy. Anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Just type in Emanuele Adzo. I'm going to be posting. You can catch training, different things like that. I'm, and you can also see me on Instagram at Emanuele Adzo. I'm going to be posting a lot of money. And diet and different things like that. So, yeah, that's good, man. I'm a fan of your page. Actually, I've watched you since Alex told me about you. Uh, I've been watching your 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 YouTube page, and it's uh, it's pretty sick. I mean, uh, like I said, I appreciate the mindset, man. You're 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 awesome, and I and I wish you all the success. And after your next fight, maybe right before your next fight, we have you on. We talk about it. Maybe talk some shit to your opponent. Hopefully, it's gonna be Dylan Dennis. Me and Alex are huge Dylan Dennis fans. So, I mean, I'd love to see you guys knock each other out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, awesome. fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I like Dylan Dennis as well, but it's a fight game, you know. That's so, it. so we need to capitalize on each other. But yeah, whoever I fight next is gonna be exciting. And uh, win or lose, I'm gonna put it in full effort, and it's gonna be good, you know. And yeah, before my next fight, definitely gonna hop on it before and after. There you go. <laughs> I love it, man. I appreciate it. Well, this episode, again, Manueli, appreciate you coming on, man. This episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, I'm Terry Tam. Alex, I appreciate it again, man. You're my buddy, my colleague, my cohort, as usual. Manueli, you're awesome, man. Good luck in your next fight, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. I'm there. Have a great day. Peace. Shake up